Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, you guys. Happy 2019. I'm so excited to be back here with you. I took a little break, a two-week break to really first nurture my family in the first part of that when they were on vacation and then to nurture myself. And I feel so good. So in the nurture myself part, I always spend a lot of time planning, especially at this time of year. And I got really clear on what 2019 is going to bring, actually, and beyond, which I'll explain in a minute. But I'm so excited about everything that's coming this year. I'm genuinely so excited. So one thing, if you're a longtime listener that might affect you if you've been listening for the past couple months, is I definitely ran an experiment for about three months where I upped the number of episodes we were putting out. And one thing that is going to happen in 2019 is we're going to go back to our one episode a week. And I'm really excited about this because one of my things for 2019 is really, instead of going wide, to go deep. So with every episode, there's going to be more tools for you to actually get some of the stuff done. And the place that I'm going to do the most of that is either in your inbox, if you're on our email list, or on Instagram. So stay tuned to those two places. That's kind of my... My 2019 promise. All right, so in this episode, I wanted to talk about what it would look like to plan a simple 2019. So if you were to spend the next 180 days, that's two 90-day cycles, doing one thing a week to move you toward your ideal life, imagine how you would feel one year from now. If you can't imagine, I'll tell you, you're going to feel fabulous because you're really going to feel like you did above and beyond what you thought you could pull off in a year. I often serve up a platter of doable changes and I let you guys choose and you can go back and listen to the over 200 episodes that do that for you. But now I'm going to share things I'm doing each week for the two seasons of this year. So I'm doing this with you. I want you to hear this. And these are things that have worked for me and my clients in the past. And you've probably tried some of these things before yourself, but they're really practices that bear repeating. And I tried to think of them in an order that would unfold throughout your year so that you can really, really focus on creativity and consistency and what your dreams are and really reaching them. So... That said, before we start, if you're listening to this in real time, it's still January, and I want to just give you a little prompt before you go on listening. I want you to make sure that you really give yourself the break you need. So moms give so much during the holidays, and right now, you may not feel like moving ahead full steam. This happens all the time, and it feels really hard because the world around us is talking about all these New Year's resolutions and all this crazy, like, do everything now. And the truth is, is we don't feel that way inside. And it's not only moms, it's everybody. It's just somehow culture is fighting this 
notion that we really want to sort of curl up and hibernate at this time of year, especially if you live in a cold part of the country. So you may need another week or two to be ready, and that's okay. And you'll see that I labeled these changes week one, week two, and you can follow along on Instagram. If you get our emails, I'll be sending you prompts there. And in this podcast, I'm going to outline all of the weeks, all 30 weeks, so that you can really get a feel for how this will unfold over the course of the next 180 days. And of course, you could use this as a combo platter. You could use this as picking and choosing the ones you want to work on now and next week. But just know that I did think of this in sort of an unfolding manner. And these are the steps that I'm taking this year. All right. So I want you to just, again, back to that idea of January. Just remember that change happens when you decide to commit, all right? So that might be right now as you're listening to this podcast, you might be like, I'm going to commit. Or you might say, you know what? I'm going to put the house in order. I'm going to put the house back in order. I'm going to get all the Christmas decorations away. I'm going to commit to walking or going to yoga every day. And then I'm going to commit. Whatever it is, there's no right or wrong to that. I really want you to hear that. So tune in to what you really want and start when you're ready. I do not want to be part of that outside chatter that's telling you you need to improve or do things differently right now because it's the new year, 2018. Actually, coming up on a future episode this month, I am talking a lot about cleaning out our spaces. And one of the people I interview is a feng shui expert. And she explains how that practice starts on the Chinese New Year, which isn't until February 5th. So if you want to give yourself a date to really start, you could just sort of honor the Chinese New Year and that would be one way to do it. Okay. So whether you're trying to get healthy, parent better, improve your relationship, start a meditation practice, make more money, the one thing that you need to master, no matter what your goals, resolutions, we'll come up with our word for that in a little bit, no matter what that is, is you need to master time. Time, I found as I traveled across the country a few years ago on the book tour, time is the thing that really prevents people from living their wellest life. Is that a word? <laughs> um So it's really time. Of course, there's things to learn about what we should eat. And there's different tools for cleaning out spaces and taking out the wrong cleaning supplies from our house. All those things, that's true. There's always more to learn. But until we master time, we don't have the space to do all those good things that we want to do. And so that is what these 180 days are going to be about. They're going to be about the time component. And though I will give some tips and strategies around the wellness, it's going to be about how you fit them in to your day versus how you do them or what you should do, if that makes sense. So we have created prompts for a change a week, and these prompts are going to truly help you rock 2019. And I am so excited to hear how that goes. So there is a workbook with a couple planning sheets that go along with some of these prompts. You can also add these prompts to your calendar when you download the workbook so you can see what they all are, or you could just put in your calendar that you're going to commit to doing the plan simple prompt each Sunday. It's not like a do on a Sunday, but it's like put it in your calendar on Sunday to remind you to do it. We'll also email the prompt of the week um, every Sunday so you can 
you can look at it that way. We can be reminded. You can always opt out of those emails if you don't want to get them. And I'm going to be sharing the prompts on Instagram, and that's where a lot of the discussion will happen. So I would love you to come over to Instagram and share how certain prompts are going to you, what ahas you had, what questions you have. I would love to start a dialogue. I love it when everyone can see the dialogue because I find that if you have a question, there's like 200 other people who have a question, and so that's always fun. But also feel free always to respond to our emails and also DM me on Instagram. And all those things I try to get back within 28, 28, 24 to 48 hours. But usually I get back faster. I have a time-blocked hour every afternoon where I go in and I look at that stuff and I try to get through it and, and respond. It's been fun because our audience has been growing, so it takes a little bit more time than it used to. But I definitely love those conversations. It's like the favorite, my favorite part of what I do. Okay, so let's dive into these changes. Week one, I want you to start with a vision. I love this strategy from Mark Allen, which is the first person I think who um, really inspired me to do this change. So on a single piece of paper, I want you to write at the top the words ideal scene. This is his strategy. And I want you to think about your ideal scene five years from now. Five years from now, what does life look like? What does your house look like? What does your work look like? What does your day look like? And the thing about five years is it's a period of time long enough to be able to imagine great change in your life. A year sometimes limits us. And at the same time, it's close enough that you can imagine yourself maybe looking similar, having a similar personality. And while technology is changing really fast, you aren't waiting for time travel or to be able to beam yourself to a new location in order to achieve your goal, which might happen if you're thinking too far out. So I want you to be as creative as you can. The biggest limit, the biggest limit to your life, to my life, to any of our lives is our own imagination. And if you are a meditator and you want to hear a little bit more about this process, I did find a meditation that was recorded by Mark himself and it's on YouTube and you can go to the show notes and find that link. Okay. Week two, what is one small hack, just one that will support this five-year vision that you created in week one? This is a small action. I want it to be a little thing that will help you move towards the vision you created last week. Something you can do today or start today. So for example, here's mine. I have a few big goals in my five-year plan, and some of them I'll allude to in this episode. And a couple of them need me to have a little bit more money than I have right now in the bank. And money's something I'm really working on this year. In order to start this business, I took on some credit card debt, and I'm trying to be really grown up about money this year. So what I'm doing, my little tweak, is that I'm, I know that I'll feel like those goals are impossible if I don't put on my big girl pants around money. So my hack is simply to put money in my calendar. So I literally sat down right before this podcast, because um, I'm a little ahead of you in weeks. I got to stay a little ahead as I'm doing this. And I'm scheduling things like the day that bills are due, this may sound obvious to you, but that, those were not in my calendar. 
I put weekly money meetings with myself. I chose a time. It's actually every Wednesday morning where I am going to sit down and for an hour just get to know my money, log into my bank accounts, do all the things that I am scared to do. (laughs) I have an accountability call that I'm scheduling on a regular basis with a good friend and I'm having a money date with my husband. And this is inspired by Barry Tesler, and you can hear all about that in that episode, which we have linked up in the show notes, or you can, if you're on iTunes, just scroll through and find the episode by Barry. It was, it's an awesome one if money is on your list of things to deal with. So these are all small tweaks, and they're all moving me in the direction of being the person that I need to be to make my ideal scenario happen. And It's so, so amazing what happens when it's just one little thing moving you toward this five-year scene, which you will be reminded throughout this 30-week period, or I guess it's not 30 weeks. It's, yeah, I did do 30 weeks. Um, This 30-week period, so it's a little more than 180 days. Um, I'm trying to do the math on that. See see why I need to really sit down and do my money math? Because clearly I can't add up weeks or days. All right. So you're going to do that. And when you do this, when you start making these small changes and you start believing you can move toward that five-year plan, so much opens up. Okay, week three, get everything out of your head and on to paper. We talk about cleansing our bodies through diet. I talk about that a lot because sometimes I lead them. We clear. We talk about clearing clutter from our homes, which as I said, we're going to be talking about even here in coming weeks. So this strategy about getting everything out of your head and onto paper, this is about clearing your head of clutter. So we hold a lot in our heads and getting everything out of our heads and onto paper frees up a lot of mental space for being present and taking action on the things that matter. And the purpose of this whole time together, these two 90-day cycles, is that you're taking action on the things that matter to you instead of letting the noise come in. And this is one of the strategies that's totally in your control that you can do on a regular basis, but you're just going to commit to doing it this week of just mind dumping, getting everything out of your head and onto paper. And I would recommend doing this for, you know, sitting down and doing it maybe for a 15 minute stretch and keeping that paper throughout the week and just add to it. Let your mind really detox this week in a way that maybe you don't have to do regularly, but because this might be the first time you're doing this in a long while or ever, um, I really want you to focus on getting it all out. And that just takes a little bit of devotion. Okay. Week four, write it down. Last week, we focused on a big brain dump to get clutter out of our heads and onto paper. This week, focus on writing down the little things that matter, the things you have to do every day. So having a paper planner may seem redundant at this time of, you know, in our, in our history with all our iPhones, but there is magic, absolute magic that I can't really explain in writing down your goals in handwriting. (laughs) So schedule it all, put it all down on paper, your food, your lifestyle, your work, all in one place. And again, if you download the template, there is a template for this. You can just use a blank piece of paper, your notebook, whatever you have, just write it all down this week. Commit to writing down what it is that you're going to do this week. So often we schedule work, doctor's appointments, and kids' activities, but we leave out the fun date night, the one the one-on-one time with our kids, the self-care time. So I want you to include 
all of this, when you're thinking about what happens in the week, again, this is about not holding anything in your head, even if you know that there's that dentist appointment or that date night. I want it on paper, in the plan. So include the doable change you're focusing on. Plan for all of it on the same calendar. All right. I do have a tool for this, you guys, but I would start now with making sure you download that packet and have the page that does this really well. Okay. All right. Week five, what part of your vision can you tackle in the next 90 days? So this is why there's a couple extra weeks because it's two 90 day cycles, but I'm not starting till week five to let you really think about your 90 days. So write down on a top of a piece of paper and then map out some tasks that will really move you toward that 90 day goal. I love thinking about things in small chunks and this sort of depends on where you are in life. So if you have a little baby, you might only have you know, half hour chunks, if that. You might be like, me, I don't even have that. Um, if your kids are in school, you have longer chunks of time. So no matter where we are in motherhood or whatever stage we're in, the rug seems to always be pulled out from under us when we plan for the whole year. And I think one of the reasons behind this is that when we think about a year, we're getting into sort of that perfection paralysis. We're trying to get everything lined up before we start and we stay out of action. And the concept of a resolution really does this to us. So very often when we do plan in 90 day chunks, I hear stories of people getting done in three months, what they would have gotten done in a year. And I do think that there's magic in thinking through 90 day day chunks. We're just more realistic. We know if we're going to be on vacation we, you know, if it's a summer 90 day chunk, you know, we can be really realistic about what we can get done and we can feel good about it. And part of this process of moving toward our five-year ideal scenario is that we're feeling good as we go along. So on my five-year plan, it's to start a school for mom, moms that educates on food, lifestyle, spirituality, work, and productivity. I'm super excited. My vision was grand as I was writing it down because this is what happens is you really let yourself do this page. And I have, you know, a live component and lots of teachers and there's this strong, amazing community. And I even saw a building and that thought just totally overwhelms me, but I wrote it down because it's my five-year vision. And At the moment though, the thing in my life, because there's lots of different things going on in my business that moves me closest to that is Flow 365, which is the year-long program I run. And I really felt the closeness. It's like a class of women working together to really plan for a year. So my 90-day goal is really to open the doors around that again and letting in the next cohort. So I'm even naming things like a school would name it. And you guys, this wasn't part of my initial plan, but as I saw what I wanted in five years, my initial plan just didn't make sense anymore for what I wanted to do in January. I was thinking detoxes and cooking lessons. And I was like, no, stay focused. This is what you want in five years. So there will be a workshop to help you guys figure out your 90-day plan. So look for that. Make sure you're on Instagram or in our inbox and you will get that as we approach this five-week time if you're listening to this in real time. Okay, week six, schedule your water. Actually put reminders in your calendar to drink water. Have your electronic calendar or phone remind you throughout the day. 
Set yourself up for success by carrying a water bottle with you or setting water and drinking glass in your workspace. This is really about the schedule part. Make time for making this happen. If you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and you're not thinking about it, you won't do it. So schedule your water. Water makes, hydration makes a big difference, you guys. Week seven, plan to plan on Fridays. So plan your food, plan your self-care, plan family stuff, plan your work. This way, if you do it on Fridays, over the weekend, you can think about what you can do to make Monday super successful. So sometimes just knowing what has to happen is all you need. But sometimes this might lead you to cook some extra meals on Sunday. That will be coming up in a few weeks. Or finish a PowerPoint. You're just doing something that moves you forward, moves you toward the thing that you said you want, things you want, said you want to do next week. You're making it easier over the weekend. So again, sometimes it's as simple as writing it down, but sometimes there's actually some action you might want to take over the weekend, which is why I love Fridays. Week eight, move things that don't get done. Check your calendar often. Review your calendar so you know you are on track. If you skip over something, Make sure to move it to a new day and new time so that you really can truly trust your planning process. So we're on week eight, and I want you to hear this because you might be getting to a point where you're like, shoot, I'm never going to be able to pay attention to my calendar. And this might be just the strategy you need this week. Move things to a new space. Like literally, if you wrote down that on Tuesday you're going to yoga and you don't end up making it there because somebody's sick and you're trying to finish a product move that thing, move that yoga class to another day and then go or move it again if you don't go. Okay. Week nine, mark waiting times in your calendar so you can use them to be productive. Now I'm using productive a little bit loosely here because I don't want you to think that productive is always hustle and hard and work. So I want you to think about where you wait and I want you to think about what productivity means in terms of the ease of getting you toward your five-year vision. We all wait as moms. We wait in doctor's office. We wait for kids to get out of activities. Maybe you commute. So think of things you could do in these hidden moments. You could meal plan. You could stretch. You could journal. You could simply commit to taking deep breaths. Now, you know, You can do certain of those things if you're driving or sitting in a train or, you know, waiting like literally so you can stand up. So figure out what goes with what activity, but you get my drift. You could take a nap. You could sleep in the parking lot. I want you to think about what you need to really make your life productive, which again, this is not about getting more done. Okay. Week 10, have a list of 10 household things that you can do in 10 minutes. Very often household projects feel really big. So make them small. In 10 minutes, you can open mail and recycle envelopes and junk. You can clear out a drawer or shelf. You can clean out your wallet. You can take out the trash. You can organize the shoes that pile up by the door. You can sweep through a room and grab 10 things that don't need to be there and put them where they need to go or throw them away or put them in the bag that's going to walk out of the house. But there's lots of things you can do in 10 minutes. And very often we walk into this house that has toys somewhere and the kitchen's not quite clean and we get really overwhelmed and we don't move forward. So have that list just sitting on the side of your fridge and you can just walk over to it and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to wash the dishes or I'm going to clean out that drawer or I'm going to do this little corner right now. And 
just in spending those 10 moments, you will get momentum. Okay, week 11, we're making another list. Have a list of 15 ways you can move your body with and without kids. Don't let a sick kid or a yoga class that is 90 minutes stop you from moving. Find a 15-minute yoga class on YouTube that you can call that you can do at home. Map out a 20-minute run or walk that it's easy to get to. Find some good dance music and dance with your kids. It's great to put specific classes and workouts in your calendar, but if you're never doing it, it's much better to schedule regular times in your calendar to move your body and then choose from the list the night before, depending on how much time or the reality of your situation in that moment, in that day. Okay? Week 12, meal plan. Plan your dinners for a week at a time. If this feels like too much, at least know what is for dinner first thing in the morning. And we link to a whole episode that we did on this. So I just want you to know what's for dinner. And I do believe in doing this for the week, but sometimes if that feels daunting, just writing on a post-it that in the morning, you know, knowing for dinner, I'm going to have, you know, beans, rice, and a salad. That's all you need to know. Knowing what's for dinner takes the stress away from dinner time. It supports you in healthy eating, and it allows you to plan ahead for moving food forward, shopping at the store on the way home, chopping an onion while you cook breakfast, setting up your slow cooker, whatever it need, you need to help you make dinner easier. Week 13, add shopping to your calendar. We often assume we have time for the grocery store, but we don't really have enough time. Have you ever, you know, known that you're going to go to the grocery store before, you know, you pick up a kid, but then you had a meeting and really you've left 10 minutes to do this, but it takes sometimes 10 minutes just to be in line. It doesn't take 10 minutes to go to the grocery store. So put it in your calendar, figure out when you're going to do it, leave enough time, figure out the best time to go who you want to go with, if you want kids, if you don't want kids, and schedule it into your week like you would a meeting or a doctor's appointment. And extra tip on this week is always shop with a grocery list that you create from the plan that you made in week 12 or the plan that you made from this week because you're inspired to plan now that you've experienced week 12. Okay, week 14. What is something unrelated to your vision that might affect your vision? And how can you take action on that thing this week? Maybe you're looking for clients, but your desk is a mess. So clear your desk to make space for new clients. Maybe you're trying to get healthy, but you spend all your free time driving kids around. So spend time creating a carpool so that you can get some extra time that you need to move your body. Maybe you're trying to finish a big project and have a tight, tight deadline. But what would happen if instead of staying up all night, you focused on getting better sleep. Maybe you would actually get the project done more efficiently after. You see how a lot of those things contradict each other, but actually a lot of times they can really help. So I really want you to think about this one. And this is a great time to reach out, reach out to me, reach out on Instagram, reach out through our inbox. If you need support on figuring out what this thing is, I would love to hear what you're up to and help you make that switch. Okay, week 15, create a rhythm for your meals that is repeatable. This might look like tacos on Tuesday, soup on Wednesday, crock pot on Thursday. Don't, 
waste time reinventing the dinner wheel every single week when you're meal planning. When you create this rhythm, it will make meal planning so much easier. So this strategy is specifically helpful if that process stresses you out. And most likely it stresses you out because you really are trying to create a restaurant once a week, which is not quite the point of meal planning. It's also a great strategy for opinionated, aka picky eaters. So this is a really good one to experiment with for a week and see how it really shifts your household. Week 16, schedule all the time in your day. Put dinner in your calendar first so you never schedule it away. While we're on the subject of having planned our dinners, I want you definitely to have time to eat them. And make sure that you do this at least once a week. It's really, really helpful to have dinner once a week. So what the reason I want you to schedule all the time in your day is not to do more. This is back to that weird word productivity. This isn't being about productive and always going out and doing, doing, doing. This is about scheduling everything into your day as well. So that relaxation, self-care, meditation, moving your body, eating well, all these things have a place in your day. Because instead what happens is sometimes we'll schedule in you know, the doctor's appointment and the work and it looks like we have this white space and it feels like we have these balanced lives. But then all of a sudden, you know, somebody asks if your kid can come to a birthday party or a play date or asks you to stay a little late for work and you look at your calendar and you see this white space and you say yes. And then you're filling in the white space and you're not leaving the white space for the things that the white space was meant for. So I want you to schedule in that white space, those down moments, those times when you commit as a family not to leave the house, just to be home, just to do stuff around the house, to clean, to have dinner together, to just be, to read a book. Um, I want all that in your calendar so that you don't schedule it away. So experiment with that for a week and see what happens. There's also a template in the PDF that goes with this um, that helps you do that. It's our day planner. Week 17, define the next 90 days. So we got through 90 days. Isn't that unbelievable how fast time flies? Before you dive into the next 90 days, before you define them, I want you to learn from the last 90 days. I want you to think about what can you let go of? What really worked? Um... As much as you can, I want you to do this without judgment. This isn't about judging yourself. This isn't about feeling bad that you didn't do something. It actually isn't really even about feeling, well, it is more about feeling great that you did do something. So do that when that feels good. But the point is, is that you've spent 90 days doing what most people would spend a year doing. So feel really good about that. And just try to be a detective. You ran an experiment. If things didn't work, maybe you have to let them go. Maybe you have to pivot. Maybe you have to shift. If they did work, how can you add more of that into your life? I want you to reread at this point your five-year vision. What is in there that you need to look at now to really move toward that? What What is that? And really feel into the next 90 days. Don't make this about the to-do list, about everything from your brain. Make this about what your body is telling you you need to do for the next 90 days to really come closer to that five-year vision. Week 18, schedule food prep time each week at the same time. 
two hours on a Sunday can save you hours throughout the week. I choose Sunday. You have to do what works in your schedule. Scheduling it at the same time really helps create this habit over time. Associating it with an event is also helpful. So if you're like, Mia, sometimes I travel on Sundays. Sometimes I go to church at this time or that time. Sometimes we have family gatherings on Sundays. Maybe Sunday's not my day. Before you do that, think about what could you associate this time with, this food prep time. So if going to church is something you do, maybe you always do it before or after that time. If you always go to a yoga class early Sunday morning, maybe you commit to shopping before yoga class and doing the prep after yoga class. Maybe you travel a lot, so it makes sense after the kids go to bed. It's like your bonding experience, like date night, <laughs> but do a different kind of date night too. But I've heard a lot of couples do this together after the kids go to bed on a Sunday night. So figure out the time that works best for you. And if it's not a time, again, if it's not a specific time, maybe you associate it with something that always happens on that day so that you can um, just commit to when that thing happens. Then you do it even if that time is shifting over the course of you know, the year. Okay, week 19, I want you to track your time. So we've d played with a lot of things that really help you better utilize your time, I'm hoping. I'm hoping some of these things are sticking. But sometimes we think we're busier than we really are. Or sometimes we waste more time than we even know on things like emails, Instagram, extra errands, who's ended up at Target at a moment when they don't really need to be. So track your time for a week. It's only through tracking without judgment that you can improve. And you might notice that you're really wanting to do, you know, to stretch your body and you don't have any time during the day. So you have to do after kids are, the kids are asleep, but you always get sucked into Netflix. So Maybe you, that just lets you know, like you stretch while you do Netflix or you stretch and then you watch Netflix. You just need to, we need to learn from the lessons that we create for ourselves every single day. And a great tool for doing this is tracking your time. And what I do is on my phone, in my calendar throughout the day, I'll just go in and sort of, if I'm using that calendar for what I'm supposed to be doing, I'll go next to it and put what I'm actually doing. And I also track some of the times that maybe I haven't accounted for. Although when we're tracking, when we're putting in, you know, that really that 24 hour time of putting in everything we need to do, even our downtime, then I can really see very clearly where this time is going. Okay. Order pantry items once a month online. This is week 20. There is no need to get things like beans, pasta, rice, oats, or crackers each week. So really spend this week thinking about what's in your pantry, maybe even what's in your freezer. What can you order online? What can you go to a place like Costco to get? How can you put this into your calendar so that you actually do it and it feels easy? Um, sometimes this makes it easier or harder to budget, but you definitely will save money. So think about what that would look like if once a month you get all those things that you don't need to be thinking about when you're running into the market to get apples for the week. 
you can really focus on just fresh stuff when you go shopping because this stuff already exists and lives and comes in a very easy way to your into your life, into your home. So a lot of this could be ordered online. And as I said, you could also go to a place like Costco. And in our life, we have this list and it's actually my husband who goes to Costco a lot. So again, it's not something that I have to do. Week 21, write a list of three things that you can do first thing in the morning to take good care of yourself. Make a smoothie, meditate for five minutes, walk for 20 minutes, plan your day. Planning is self-care. Read for 10 minutes, take a shower. Put 30 minutes in your calendar every morning this week so that you have time to do three things in the morning to take good care of yourself. Just write this down. Remember that tip. Write it down and commit to it for this week. Week 22. Sync your digital calendar with your spouse and older kids. Keeping plans to ourselves makes it so much harder to delegate and get support. Plus, you don't need to be the keeper of all the events in your household. And if you're not a Google Calendar user or you don't have a calendar you can share, other strategies I've seen for this is a calendar on the fridge. Some people paint chalkboard walls so they can track things by the week that are happening. But especially as your kids get older and things start to happen at school, it's really, really helpful for everyone to know where everyone is or if you need to drive or even if you don't need to drive. There was one day a couple months ago where everyone was sort of out and taken care of. They all knew it about it in advance, but I didn't. And I hadn't planned to do the things I would do if I was alone in the house. So you never know what the outcome is. A lot of times it's because we're busier, but sometimes it's because we actually have some time off and it's fun to plan for that. Week 23, take in the magic. As you lean into dreaming, planning, and staying in action, you will start to see magic happen. You'll meet people in line at the grocery store that can help you in some way. Maybe they're connected to a job you're looking for or to a sitter that you're desperately trying to find to help you out. Maybe a butterfly lands on your sleeve and a butterfly reminds you of something that you needed to remember or a friend that you've been meaning to reach out to. Maybe... You, a check in the mail comes, you know, you get money in the mail that's unrelated to the job that you're working on right now. You never know. As we start taking action, all these other things start to happen. It's like the universe knows we're taking action. So take these things in, write them down, remember them, because it's really helpful to know those things on a harder day. And I talk a lot about the day I drew a line in the sand of my health. And I swear to you guys, a lot of that stuff just happened. It was so weird. But, you know, I said I was going to get healthier. Something came into my inbox about a yoga class. I went to that yoga class. I was really drawn to the teacher. I introduced myself to her, which was totally out of my character. I think she actually invited us to come introduce ourselves to her. So that was out of her character, which she told me later. We met up. She actually really helped me with my diet. She also was a source of income for me because I ended up designing her website. This was 10 years ago. And, you know, everything changed because of that moment. And, you know, I can, there's so many of these moments. I Googled this 
Um, when I wanted to learn more about food, I Googled where I could learn about gluten-free vegan cooking. I found this woman named Nina Mandelson, who's been on the podcast. So you can go back and listen to that show. I found her on Google, but I have like five very good friends who've all would have in introduced me to her over time. So it's just so interesting how these little magic moments happen. So take them in, write them down, remember them. Week 24, start with the veggies when planning. So often when trying to get healthy, we focus on what we need to take out. This can feel not so great. But what if we focus on adding more veggies or fruit? Instead of saying we'll have chicken and then, you know, going through our heads. Maybe we could have kale with that. Maybe we could have a salad. Maybe the kids would actually eat broccoli. Instead of doing that, say, I want to create something that has kale and broccoli and sweet potatoes. And it will just literally start to way that start to change the way you think about what you want to eat and how you eat it, even when you're not in planning mode. So you're doing this this week as you're planning your food, but you'll start to think about veggies first. And I promise you that in a little, you know, down the line, you know, as you're ordering at restaurants, it will shift things. Um, as you're even deciding what to eat off your own table, it will shift things. So start with the veggies when planning. Week 25, plan for connection. Sometimes as we make changes, we isolate ourselves or, you know, maybe the people around us don't like the changes we're making. But the thing is, is we blame the disconnect, disconnection on the people around us. We blame it on our spouse or our friends or our kids or our community. So giving focus to the changes you want is really, really good. It's what we've been doing all these past 24 weeks. But this week, I just want you to make sure that each week you consider a few people you want to connect with and how you're going to connect with them. And this could be things like writing down that you're going to read with your child this week, or that you're going to have a date night with your husband, or you're going to go on a walk with a friend, and then schedule that time in your planner so that you really do the things that you say you're going to do. Because a lot of times when we get busy making all these changes in our life, we're actually the ones forgetting to make these dates. We're the ones forgetting to reach out and then we're blaming the world around us. So now you're going to take control of that part and you're going to think of great ways that you can reach out and love those that you want to in your life. Okay. Week 26. Know what you want to receive. This process started off, this you know, 30-week process started off with writing exactly what we want. We did our five-year vision. We built in a few weeks to support that declaration and hopefully you've received some of it. Hopefully you really feel like you're moving toward it, but are you really open to receiving it? I want you to take this in. I want you to think about this. Very often we're not. I find the practice of just saying, I am open to dot, 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 to be quite powerful. I'm open to receiving money. I'm open to receiving love this week. I'm open to a new friendships. I'm open to getting healthy. It may sound really silly, but I've seen people who wish for something like a career change, 
Um, and they literally have that magic moment. They have that moment in line where somebody says, oh my God, I know somebody at that place. Or, you know, I used to work there. I could hook you up. We have an opportunity, but we say no because we don't feel ready or we don't feel like we were deserving of it deep down inside. And that's because you're not really open to receive it, but you've written it down, you've wanted it, and you're not taking it in. So I want you to think about where that might be happening. Happening. So to help you really lean into this, you could go back and listen to the podcast with Star Staubach. She had a great interview. Or Jen Mazur also talks a lot on this subject on the podcast. So those two are linked up in the show notes. Um, and if you listen to that podcast, you can hear the plane ride story. So I have a great, great story about when I really wanted something and I couldn't have imagined it. Well, maybe I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story because here we are. So a couple years ago, it was the summer. And in the summer, I always schedule a week where I am alone or at least alone with my husband, no kids, so that we can I can really focus on a stretch of focused work. And I find in the summer, you know, it's a lot of, you know, fun balancing working kids. I love it. But I just, there's this week in the middle of the summer where I just really feel this urge to get things done. And it was such a week. And so I had somebody going off to camp and somebody going with a friend and somebody going to a grandparent, I think. And something fell through with one of them. I can't remember which one. So I called my mom and she said, no worries, just send her down. So I thought about that and, you know, I had just scheduled this five-day weekday stretch. That's what we were talking about. My parents were going away the weekend on either side and so I had this five days and they're close. I'm so lucky that they live close. They're three hours away, but three hours for me to get her down there, it was like three hours down, three hours back. That was six hours and that really felt like a day. So out of the five days I had, I had two days where I would be driving and so I was weighing this. I was weighing whether this felt worth it. And in the end, I had decided it did. I was going to drive her. But I, you know, I had sort of said, I wish it was easier. And I had thought about that. And then I had let it go. I had moved into action. But one of the things that I found is really helpful is to say things out loud to people. Um, that's that connection piece that we talked about and really sharing a lot of this stuff with with people in your life. And not that they need to come help you or need to do anything, but just, you know, it helps to write things down and it helps to say things out loud. So I was talking to my husband and I said, you know, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to drive her down. It's kind of a time suck, but I figured out I can, you know, listen to this class. I can listen to this audiobook on the way back and I can connect with my daughter on the way down and that feels really good. And so about two and a half hours later, he called me and he's like, you'll never believe this. But I was in a meeting and I was talking to this guy and he's been telling me for a long time that he has this plane and he wants, and he's always said I could go on a ride. So I just said, you know, on that day that you need to get early down to Connecticut, do you think um, we could go on a ride? And so, and the guy said, yes. So all of a sudden I had this whole day free. Like I wasn't in charge of anything. My husband was going on the plane. They were having this ride. It only took, you know, a half hour to get down there. It wasn't far. They had this amazing adventure. And I couldn't have wished for that. But I had to be open to receiving it. I had to take the action and I had to be open that something better, greater than what I could even imagine would happen. So that's where I find that the more and more I open myself, and I am not perfect at this. I miss opportunities all the time because I... I close myself up. So it's human nature. It's something to work on. But really writing down, 
I am open to dot, dot, dot. And a good way to do this in this case is to go back to that five-year plan and see what's on it. You know, maybe you need to be open to receiving abundance. Maybe you need to be open to moving. Maybe you need to be open to different school systems. Whatever it is, write that down based on, you know, what your five-year goal is to the best of your ability. Week 27, know what you want to give. So in week 26, which I went off and off on, we talked about what we want to receive, but I also want you to think about what you want to give. Giving and receiving are really connected. They each turn, they each in turn create space for the other. So often as busy moms and women, we give, we give, 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 give. So this prompt is really to be super intentional about how we give, not to give more, not to become martyr mom. I don't want that. But I'm going to give you an example. So let's say I decide, let's say, let's say there's multiple people out there who want to give more at their kid's school. They want to volunteer. But let's talk about two very different people. One person is a very full-time in corporate America working mom, and she knows she wants to give in some way to the school, but she keeps giving and feeling really deplete, depleted because, you know, the teacher's asking her to go on a field trip and she's having to lie to her boss and it's just not leading to good things that are making her feel good. And she's not feeling that balance. And then let's take mom number two, who maybe she works from home a couple of hours a week but she hasn't quite gotten back into her career groove and she's with the kids a lot during the week. And um, that's her story. And she too, though, would love to be of help and service at the school. So what you're willing to give might be different for these two people. And these two people are two different instances actually of me in my life as a mom and really defining this really helped me. So Number one, you're working really hard and you want to connect with the kids. So you really want to see your kids. So you might say, you know, you might have gotten depleted. And I think I said this example a little bit wrong. You might have been depleted because you're so successful in corporate America doing whatever you do. Maybe you're a marketer that the school is always tapping into you about marketing and enrollment and you're, you know, going to meetings, but like you just want to be with your kids. So maybe the way you give, maybe the this, you say, I want to give time at school when I get to be with my kids and their friends. So I want to say yes to field trips. I want to say yes to helping out in the classroom on a morning when it works well with work. Um, you know, I want to say yes to those things, but I'm going to say no to all the meetings with adults that just have me doing more work, you know, that I already do all day. And on the flip side, If you're with kids a lot and you have something that you're really good at, so say you're really good at organizing or, you know, you're really good at design and you're with kids all the time, maybe you have the inverse. Maybe you want to help the school. You want to help them with a mailing. You want to help design something for them. You want to pitch in in a different way. So it's really about getting clear about what you, what you want to give and instead of letting all those asks come at you and always feeling guilty when you say no, because a lot of this giving and receiving is about boundary work. So get clear on what you want to give. All right. Those two were long-winded. I must be thinking a lot about those. Week 28, block time in your calendar each day for your calls and emails. So I talk a lot about time blocking. I haven't in this episode, but this is one part of time blocking that is really actionable. 
If you take care of calls and emails all at once, they just take less time. It's just how it works. So if you do that, you are gaining time in the rest of your day for other stuff you want to do that matters. And a lot of times, you know, calls are sometimes things that we just have to do. We have to check off. But a lot of times time in our inbox is time putting out fires, doing stuff that we haven't chosen to do. And this is things that we have to do just sort of get through life, but they're not probably in most cases getting us toward our five-year plan unless it's more proactive emailing. So they don't need to eat up all the time that you plan to do something else. So just choose an hour, commit to doing it, go into your inbox, you know, take out your list of, of phone calls. You can even put messages in your on your email, an automatic message that goes out that says you check your email every afternoon, and you can do the same on your phone. So if you're if you're always trying to get into something and your mom's always calling, your siblings are always calling, and you feel bad not answering the phone, just have a message that says you'll check your voicemail in the afternoon and you'll get back to people. And people really understand that. They respect those boundaries. Okay, week 29. We are so on the home stretch. Do the hardest thing first, whether that is exercise, grocery shopping, or writing your masterpiece. Start with the thing that is hardest to do first. We often put what matters down, like we often put, we put it down on paper and then we put it off and we spend our days doing things that are less meaningful or procrastinating from doing that hard thing, which is usually part of that thing that we really want to do. Sometimes it's hard, not because it, we're not meant to do it or we don't want to do it because but because it's new, because it's out of our comfort zone. So I guess we have to start to make the distinction between that. But if you're trying to get healthy and you never have the right things in your fridge, then you got to go grocery shopping. If you on your list is that you want to be a best-selling author, but you can't sit down to write, you've got to sit down to write. Does that make sense? So do those things first. Spend a week doing the hard thing first. You write down, you do your 30 minutes in the morning that we did a couple weeks ago, and then you spend an hour just putting in time to that hardest thing. Okay, week 30, pay attention to your energy. Sometimes we schedule a hard day of exercise or a full day of presentation on the heaviest day of our period, only to feel totally inadequate. So we can't always, you know, schedule everything according to our bodies, but we can be present to it. We might have to do a presentation, but then we can nurture ourselves in a way before the presentation. So if you know that you have certain low energy moments, or if you know you have high energy days, that's important too. Schedule accordingly. If there are months when you feel extra maybe down, a lot of people experience the winter blues, or there's certain months where you have so much energy. Maybe that's the summer or September when everyone goes back to school. You can get done in an hour during those high energetic times, what might take a full day in another time. So just take that into account. If you're trying to do something when you are just feeling really lethargic because of your cycle and you're trying to do something and you know that thing and you know that you could do it the next day or you could have done it a couple days before, but you're trying to do it, it will take you so much more effort. It will take you so much longer. And in fact, you might have to redo it on a day where you have more energy. 
So play detective this week to what this means for you. If you're not into going back to your history, if you don't know your cycle, then this can be as simple as paying attention. Really pay attention. If you're trying to do something, a task in the house, you're trying to clean something up, or maybe you're trying to do something for work, and it's feeling like an uphill battle. Sometimes it's the thing that you have to do first thing in the morning. It's that frog from last week that you just have to do first. But sometimes it's because of your energy. So ask yourself, what can I do in this moment to shift my energy? Do I need to take a nap? Am I tired? Or maybe I need to go on a walk and I gain energy from that. So do you see what I mean? You're really playing detective and figuring out how you can give yourself more energy. All right, you guys, that was 30 weeks. Can you believe it? So we sort of ramped up for a couple weeks and then we've done two 90-day cycles. I hope you saw some of the prompts. Maybe some of you are now using the flow planner. I hope that some of you are. I love seeing those pages. I love when you share those, so make sure to do that. If you integrate these doable changes each week, you will undoubtedly see change. Literally, undoubtedly. I can guarantee that. But remember, this works when you focus on one doable change at a time. If you've sat here in January and listened to this whole episode, I do not want you to go take on all 30 things at once. If you are feeling super motivated and decide to jump in on all 30 changes you're all at once, you're likely to get really overwhelmed and burn out without making the change for the long term. So really please focus on one change each week, even if you don't go in my order. One change each week. I've laid out these specific changes for a reason. As I mentioned, I've seen these work again and again and again for both myself and my clients. But if a particular change does not resonate with you, Just try one of the doable changes in the next right thing. As I said, I often offer up a combo platter and you can link to that document in the show notes. And that's a tool that I offered where I just gave you, I always suggest that on Sunday, you know what your next doable change is. And so in those documents, I focus on different tools for food, lifestyle, home, and work that you can focus on for the week. You choose one, you go with it. So whatever, if this one, these ones aren't resonating with you, then go find one there. But the reason I chose these again is because these will really help you master your time. So no matter what your goals are, you're going to need to master your time. Remember consistency counts, but if you miss a day or get off track or you even miss a week or you miss a month, just jump in and start again. Keep making doable changes that move you toward your five-year dream. They move you toward the big changes and the life that you want that only you could define. So I'm hoping you did week one. All right, you guys, I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.